Good evening, losers. Today we're going to talk about a very great African man named Mansa Musa. You may not have ever heard of Mansa Musa, and that's a great disservice uh, from our education system. But Mansa Musa was a king of the Mali Empire during the 1300s. He reigned from 1312 to 1337. And by all accounts, not all accounts, by many, most accounts, Mansa Musa was the richest man that ever lived. And the source of all of that wealth was the vast sums of gold that Mansa Musa had in his possession. There is a little bit written about Mansa Musa. Most of what we know about Musa is written by a guy named Ibn Battuta or Ibn something. Basically, Musa went on a hajj to Mecca. And along his way, he brought something like 300 slaves and 200 camels. He just brought a huge entourage with him to carry all of his gold. And it's estimated that he literally brought $1 trillion worth of gold Sorry, that's incorrect. One billion dollars worth of gold with him from Mali to Mecca in Saudi Arabia. Uh, he completely changed economies along the way, along his journey. I think the the whole idea of the Hajj, if you don't know in Islam, it's one of the five pillars of Islam is that uh, if you consider yourself a Muslim, you must go to Mecca to see that black rock. Um, that's considered to be part of their faith so i think it was probably way i mean i know it was way more difficult back in like the 700s or 800s to make a trek like that from you know iran to saudi arabia or something but uh mansa musa was able to do it he went from mali to uh saudi arabia and along the way he brought a billion dollars worth of gold with him he literally changed economies now um you know, it's interesting that he's the richest man in the world, and uh, he was the richest man in the world, and probably haven't heard of him, but there is a lot more that's interesting about Musa. Um, first of all, he grew the empire of Mali, um, and he grew it in the name of Islam, so he was worried, I mean, there's constantly been war in Africa, but he was warring with the si- for the side of Islam, and he helped spread Islam all the way through through Africa. So some of the wars that he had was with Guinea, Senegal, Mauritia, and the Gambia. These were all part of the uh, Malian Empire, also Ghana. So basically he ruled over all of West Africa, south of the Sahara, and probably yeah, east of I mean, the dividing line of Africa. So he basically, the Mali Empire was basically under Musa's rule. Uh, Okay, so Musa went to Hajj to Mecca in 1324, traveling with an enormous entourage and a vast supply of gold. En route, he spent time in Cairo, where his lavish gift-giving is said to have altered the effect of value of gold in Egypt and garnered the attention of the wider Muslim world. Musa expanded borders of Mali Empire, in particular incorporating the cities of Gao and Timbuktu into his territory. So Timbuktu actually was a huge trading post back in the day 
and it was basically built up by Musa, and uh, it was facilitated into a center of uh, wealth and trading by Musa. He sought closer ties with the rest of the Muslim world, particularly the Mamluk. The Mamluk Sultanate was the of Egypt, and the Myrinid Sultanates, which was uh, basically Morocco. He recruited scholars from the wider Muslim world to travel to Mali, such as the Andalusian poet Abu Ishq al-Sahil, and helped establish Timbuktu as a center of Islamic learning. His reign is associated with numerous construction projects, including the Dijinjur Erber Mosque in Timbuktu, Mali. Dijinjur Dijinjurabar Mosque in Timbuktu. Musa's reign is often regarded as the zenith of Mali's empire and prestige. Uh, Mansa Musa Mansa means king. Uh, it means the Moses of uh, the name of Moses in Islam. Mansa Mansa is ruler or king, uh, and Musa is uh, basically Moses. So King Moses. Ha! Huh, interesting. Black Israelites. The Jews were black? No, I'm just kidding. In oral tradition and the Timbuktu Chronicles, Musa is further known as Kanku Musa in Mande, blah, 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 blah. All right, that's just his name. Historical sources. So much of what we know about Musa comes from the Arabic sources written after the Hajj, especially the writings of Al-Umari and Ibn Khaldun. While in Cairo during his Hajj, Musa befriended officials such as Ibn Amir Hajib, who learned about him and his country. Uh, and later passed on that information to historians such as Al-Umari. Additional information comes from two 17th century manuscripts, so that's 1600s, written in Timbuktu, the Tariq ibn al-Muqtar and the Tariq al-Sudan. Oral tradition is performed by the Jewi, also known as Griots. Griots are a West African poet, basically. It includes relatively literate little information about Musa compared to other parts of the history of Mali. Then they give you the lineage to the throne, his early reign. Musa was a young man when he became Mansa, probably in his early 20s, given the grandeur of his subsequent Hajj. It's likely that Musa spent most of his early reign preparing for it. <laughs> Excuse me. Among these preparations would have been raids to capture and enslave people from neighboring lands, as Musa's entourage would include many thousands of enslaved people. The historian Michael Gomez estimates Mali may have captured over 6,000 people per year, specifically to carry his gold. Perhaps because of this, Musa's early reign was spent in continuous military conflict with neighboring non-Muslim societies. In 1323, while in Cairo, Musa said that he conquered 24 cities and their surrounding districts. There's all about his pilgrimage to Mecca, and, uh, I mean, it's not that interesting. Um... But this part is, so Musa made his pilgrimage between 1324 and 1325, spanning 2,700 miles. His procession reportedly included 60,000 men, all wearing brocade and Persian silk, including 12,000 slaves, who each carried four pounds in gold bars, and heralds dressed in silks of bearing gold staffs, organized horses, and handled bags. Hmm... His procession included 80 camels, and each camel carried 50 to 300 pounds of gold dust. Musa gave the gold to the poor he met along his route. 
Musa not only gave to the cities he passed along the way to Mecca, including Cairo and Medina, but also traded gold for souvenirs. It was reported that he built a mosque every Friday. This guy Al-Umari, who visited Cairo shortly after Musa's pilgrimage to Mecca, noted that it was a lavish display of power and wealth unprecedented by its size and pageantry. Okay, so this is almost eight minutes, so I do want to get into the most interesting thing about Musa, and that is, it's said that Mansa Musa sent something like eight ships from Africa, from West Africa, to the United States of America. Um, This isn't definitely sourced, but it is definite that he sent the ships, whether or not they landed in America is uh, disputed. Now, I bring this up because if you talk to black people, many of them always say that, hey, you know, we're the natives of this land. And um, also because of the fact that the first person that's credited with discovering America is Amerigo Vespucci. But in fact, it's documented that Leif Erikson did find um, North America before Amerigo Vespucci and definitely before Columbus. So it's curious that uh, Columbus was 1492, Mansa Musa was 1330s, right? 1312 to 1337. So it's possible that Musa discovered uh, America about 150 years prior to, to Columbus. However, we probably wouldn't have had any record of it either way, because how would they get the messages back unless the boats were able to come back? Now, there are many sources that say this. However, there's probably no good way to verify whether or not Musa did definitely find North America. But it is documented that he did send the ships. So that is Mansa Musa. Uh, You probably have never heard of him. The richest man in the history of the world and the possible first empire to discover, quote unquote, America. It's a black guy from Mali. All right, that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you losers later.